back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight, we will be reviewing the Monster Club that was released in 1981. Now, it's a British-made horror film. Mm-hmm. Now, I've looked at the movie several times, and I love the movie. I love the film. Yeah. However, I don't think it's a horror film. No, I think... A comedy so, horror. I think it's a comedy horror. That's and not, yeah. you know my weakness for anthology-related yeah. movies. Mm. And TV shows, obviously. Yeah. Well, this is an anthology-style movie. Uh, and they've put comedy in it. They've put a little bit of music in it. It's a fun movie. That is why we're putting it uh, up as a podcast. Yeah, now, um, yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 it's horror movie. It's a horror movie. Tongue-in-cheek stuff. Some of the costumery, mask, special effects, make-up-y stuff. Where, you know, yeah, some of the masks yeah. in the, the Monster Club, in the, in the club thing itself, looks like, like masks I probably would buy that would be about $10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, the other masks in this movie that in each segment, then they don't they are perfectly well makeuped up for the time for its time, except for yeah, the um, yeah Monster some club, of, some of the masks. Now, well, yeah, in the Monster Club people in the club. Oh, by the way, if our recording is a bit weird tonight, we're using a portable recorder because our mixing desk blew up. just blew up. So we're gonna and the power supply died anyway. So we're trying um, a portable job. So. Hopefully it'll be just as good. Hopefully. Now here we go, right, my usual stuff. Produced by Milton Subatoski, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the right pronunciation, I think. Directed by uh, Roy Ward-Baker. Mm, this Written, was, mm? the, I, according to my research, I found out this was um, um, Rob Baker's first ever Roy. film. Roy Baker's mm. uh, first ever film project he worked on. First so or last? A, first or last? No, Oh yes, final. Um, He's last. Theatrical so. film of directing by you know. Yeah. Maybe it maybe was... retired. Maybe got shot after the movie. I don't know. Anyway, uh, now yeah, written by Sorry. Edward and Valerie Abraham. And now, as Sarah said, it's an anthology based on the works of a British horror author, uh, Chetwin Hayes. And he actually one of the people in the film is actually called that. He's he's actually doing. Uh, well, he he's playing the author. He's playing the guy who's playing the author who actually writes yeah. horror movies. And it's stuff. just yeah, like yeah. when you look at mm. the R.L. Stein's movies. I mean, where the the fiction, the um, the the movies that have Jack Black in it, who yeah. plays R.L. Stein, but at the same time we have the real one just pretending to be um, just an ordinary person in the background. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, what I'm going to say, this was also the final film for Milton. Subatowski, uh, but he was also known for his work doing the better anthologies uh, and the Afro Amicus productions. Right. Amicus horror movies uh, anthologies were quite good, and they were uh, not as cheesy as this one. Yeah, this is probably one of the um, when you think about this anthology, I think it was the um, last ones that would have been so you know focused in the bit of a uh, the. Giving it a bit of an English Victorian type. Well, look. It was it was English, and so the things were changed because Roger Corman was doing Victorian tales of terror stuff with yeah. Vincent Price, yeah. 
Uh, other guys are still doing the Victorian tales, yeah, the paratype so when it stuff. When came close to the 80s, then, that all changed. Yeah, they started doing the teenage stuff, contemporising it and stuff. And I think it lost some of the scare. I mean, they're afraid, look, they still had the jump scares and stuff, mm. but that old gothic horror element scene too of... Um, Vanished. Vanished and um, yeah. yeah, and I think what replaced it wasn't quite as good. Yeah, I don't mm. know why some people think that removing that sort yeah. of thing equation out the, of the um, movies would make any would make the audience crave the new movies. There more. is room for there's, Victorian there is, horror. Yeah, as yeah. Mike said, there's room for new new thing, new yeah. themes. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be contemporised. Anyway, exactly. here we go. Now, budget and box office got no idea however oh. however i believe from what i've seen it was a low budget movie mm-hmm. uh and but there's no reviews except for one uh, overall remark saying it didn't fare well with the reviewers Go so i would no i would presume back in those days maybe because there was it wasn't enough horror uh the comedy wasn't strong enough to make it a real comedy so it was sitting on the wall yeah i think I think that's why. That, see, re- reviewers are a funny bunch. Yeah, they don't know what they like. Now, here we go. I'll go through a few of the actors. They won't necessarily go all the names because they won't mean a damn thing to you what they're doing. Now, Vincent Price is the main guy in it. Yeah, mm. like he's. Um, actually, someone actually told me he never played a vampire. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. He plays a vampire see, in this one. See, according to this, I found. Mm. Um, let me see. This is the only film he ever played a vampire. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched this yeah. Muppet show where um, Kermit the Frog interviews him and he says, you always play a vampire, which is not true, to be honest. No, he's never played only in this movie. Yeah, he he's plays either a madman mad, or a, yeah. um, a, a baron or a lord or a mad doctor or, a mad doctor or, or just a weird guy. Or yeah, just yeah. plain old weird. But yeah. he doesn't play a vampire very often. Never played a vampire. It's strange, that is, isn't it? Anyway. Anyway, Vincent, uh, John Carradine, he plays the role of uh, Tetwin Hayes, the author who actually uh, this is all based on. Actually, I, think, I get the impression that his story, Tetwin Hayes, the real guy, his stories <laughs> were the <coughs> source for the uh, anthology, but they obviously... Um, yeah. They destroy the film, uh, destroy the storylines in the making of the film. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. another um ex- another movie. I I think they they use some of his stories in that in another movie, yeah, which, which stars Peter Cushing, who, who plays a proprietor for a uh, a, a, a shop. And he sells some weird items that turn out to be possessed by some evil ah, stuff. That's a good way. It's an interesting anthology, and I really advise you mm. guys definitely check that one out. Yeah, I'll mention just a couple of other people in passing. Donald Pleasance makes a. Uh, a Pleasant. Uh, <laughs> it's always pleasant to see Donald Pleasant. Now, uh, he was, uh, he's in one of the anthology stories. Uh, Stuart Whitman, he's also in one of them. Uh, Britt Eklund's in one of the stories. Um, Patrick McGee and a few other people, but um, they're, they're the main ones I'm going to talk about yeah. at the moment. Uh, now, basically, uh, the plot is firstly centered around yeah. uh, Chetman Hayes hearing stories from Vincent Price, which yeah. is called Erasmus. They're also yeah. going to mm. think about bringing in Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee in this movie, but they turned them down. They didn't want to be in it because it wasn't their style of movie. Yeah, mm. so meh, you can't do, what can you do? Happens. Now, I won't say anything more about the plot because Sarah's going to take over. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much uh, 
uh, Erasmus, which is Vincent Price, he he meets up with the other guy and takes them on club and tells his stories. And they'll take it away, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. So the story begins with, um, uh, what's his name again, the author? Uh, Chetwin Hayes. Yeah, he's wandering the streets and then he, can, he encounters this weak old man, Vincent Price, obviously, the vampire, and he bites dear old... Chetwin Hayes on yeah, the neck. Yeah, in the neck. And well, yeah, he, he said, can I help you? I'll do anything to help you. Oh, goody, thank you. Say really. Yeah. And, well, then a few minutes later, we see um, the vampire stooping over um, he, um, and picking up the, his wallet and and his ID cards. And he whatever. realized who he was. And he says, I'm a big fan of your work and I, I would love to help you get you you organized for your next book, you yeah. know, a few stories. Oh, so, don't bother. No, so anyway, he takes him back to the club, doesn't he? Yeah, so yeah. he takes him to this awesome club full of monsters, werewolves. Called the Monster Club. Mm. Full of werewolves, vampires, ghouls, any shape and form, whatever. And the monsters, of course, are really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. But I did think the vampires were pretty cool. Yeah, they were fun. It was good fun. The actually the strip scene's good, but we were not Yeah. It's not rude. It's no. not rude. No, yeah, no. it's no, it's no dis, um, gross um, stuff here. But it's just the way it was done so in a mm, interesting way, yes. You yeah. Ha- you really have to see it. The, the words will not cover it properly. Yeah. Then the vampire shows our author a special... Uh, family charts, or not family, oh, a, 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 a genealogy chart of a, yeah. if you've got, a, you've got a vampire and a werewolf and what a ghoul, or, and then if you mix those, you get one of 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 those, yeah. or, yeah. and he starts telling stories about different uh, types yeah. of... Yeah, uh, this has only uh, got three stories. Uh, gene bending. Yeah. That? Gene bending is a good word, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the first story is, a, what's the title called? Mm, I think it's called... Is that the Shabmuck one? Yeah, the Shabmuck one. Dealing with... Um, um, a Shabmark who is living isolated alone and he wants to um, catalogue all his his ancient the goodies. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. a woman comes, she becomes his assistant and she and her boyfriend, there's a boyfriend in this, they want to steal his belongings in and order make, to make some cash. A lot of cash. <laughs> yeah, lots. And of course this creature, the Shabmark, He's taken by the um, young ladies, um, beauty, beauty and, youth. and yeah. he suggested they get married. And when she doesn't want to, yeah, and she's a little, I think she's both scared of him, but she but just she, feels she's, pity she's, for him. Yes, yeah, she's getting to like him in a funny way, like a sympathetic way. But her boyfriend still wants to go through with screwing him over money wise. Yeah, so yeah. he then. Um, she then they do us have a engagement party, a mask party, where he introduces the Shemak introduces her to his odd family members. Very odd. They're all wearing masks. Yeah, very uh, peculiar masks. Really peculiar masks because they all looked a bit weird, probably, and he, and, and he didn't want to uh, let her see what how the f- weird how weird the family was. Uh, yeah, right. she, she then disappears off to the vault in order to gab, grab he anything. Didn't vault, she, he had a safe. Okay, safe. And grab anything that comes into her possession. Lots and lots of money and little trinkets and stuff. And mm. he confronts her and she says flat out how she doesn't want to marry him and he's ugly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I don't care about the money. Yeah. Can you still love me? She says, no way in the world. 
no way, Jose. You know? Oh, yeah. that's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah. Then the shamrock, he whistles. He doesn't bite. He doesn't... And, and, and this whistle... Naughty things happen. Happen. Um, is It shows in later, before this happens, how the damage of uh, shamrock's whistle can do to one person. Yeah, he killed a cat earlier on who killed one, one of the birds he was feeding. And then yeah. it burned into a horrible... Muck. Mucky pool of Blech. cat. Yeah, yeah. She eventually does arrive back at her boyfriend's place. How we'll never know. And she, he sees her face, and it's been melted and burnt and stuff. And yeah, can you still love me? Yeah. And he went crazy. And yeah. He went, and he went to a nut house, didn't he? Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Now we cut back to the club, and throughout the club scene, we hear like. Uh, like, see, about three or four songs. Yeah, different bands, you know, Brain of Monotony, you know, yeah. yeah. And script shows. I kind of like later. the songs here and there. They're real bands. I'll mention the bands later on, but... <laughs> but well, I, think, well, I think one of the ones I actually remembered was, I think, of the Pretty Things. Um, I think they were a new agey, punky sort of music here. Where are they? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Pretty Things. I remember those ones. There's some other guys there. UV40 is supposed to be mentioned in there as well. Mm. Band called Night, um, yeah, uh, yeah, and so someone called B. A. Robertson uh, mm-hmm. and the Viewers. Cool. So yeah, there's lots of other musical bits thrown in there. It's really yeah. good. So anyway, the next story was more of on a video projector where a filmmaker comes out and he's a vampire filmmaker who wants Actually, to. Actually, that's quite funny. His filmmaker comes out and Chetwin Hay says, "I didn't know he's a vampire," and Vincent says. Aren't they all? Yeah, you know, all the producers and directors. You know, ah, ah. Yeah, you're a bit rude. <laughs> Sounds, anyway, um, so he shows up in a auto projector. About a, his family. A family. His family twist story. Yeah. It's where uh, he, as a boy, say about ten or nine, his um, father and mother they're living in a nice country, nice little house. Yeah, yeah. M- Mum's Brit Eklund. She was yeah. really cute back in those yeah. days. Yummy, and, yummy. And dear old daddy dearest is none other than a vampire who likes doing night work. Yeah, yeah so some, it said uh, yeah, it starts off a bit, a bit of a narration. The boy saying, "Yeah, blah blah blah." Dad used to work nights, so he slept all day. Hmm. Mm. Funny that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and then we find out these three um, vampire hunters are are tracking the family. Well, yeah, well, they work for the government. Uh, Donald Pleasance is the head one. Yeah. yeah. They look yeah. like uh, they're like funeral director guys. Well, yeah, dark, dark suits, bowler hats. But uh, when you say, firstly, Donald Pleasance, he's, he's dressed mm. up as a priest or a minister or a pastor or something or other, trying to get the confidence of the child. Mm. Yeah. And he suggests to the boy, maybe uh, you should go down to your dad's room and wake him and play in, in order to... He might play with you before he goes to work. Yeah. So... He's a sneaky bugger, Donald. Yeah, Pleasant so there. when his mum was going out to go shopping, she, she goes out during the day, so that's nothing really... Well, she's an ordinary person, is he? Yeah, I think that... Yeah. The vampire married an immortal, and that's how yeah, his and, son and they happily ever after, sort of. Yeah, and they somehow are able to have an ordinary life together. Of a childhood boy who can't play for anybody. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, the boy goes downstairs. She he sees his dad lying in a coffin of sorts. Jumps, jumps scared, and then jumps up and runs out of the basement and then he runs to those creepy yeah. funeral, the creepy Donald Pleasant creepy alias Pickering 
They head down into the um, basement. The boy um, terrified what's going to happen. And what, except at, when Donald Prest says, you must witness the end. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the so, old ca- uh, open, they open up the old violin cases they were carrying it. And lo uh, and behold, there was a steak and a nice little mallet. Mm. Yeah. And then the, uh, Donald Preston takes one of the very big sticks and plunges it into the vampire. Uh, and of course, the uh, mother eventually arrives. She screams, uh, and then dear old vampire guy, her, the daddy vampire, wakes up and bites bites yeah, into Donald. Yeah, bites Donald Pleasant, pickering on the yeah. neck. Yeah, and of course, uh, he thinks that he should get to a doctor, but the uh, mother laughs and says hysterically and says. It's too late. He bitten he, too deeply, and you're one of them. Yeah, no, no, no. Now the girl stake you. Yes. Ah, so and he grew his teeth straight away. That was so cute. Yeah. At first, he uh, tries to get away in a funny way, and event, <laughs> but eventually, his men get to him and they stake him. And it's funny this scene, to and be they, honest. Yeah. <laughs> and they take him out and put him in the ambulance, take yeah. him away. You know. mm-hmm. Anyway. Very nice. Then we watch. The, uh, the mother and her son, they head back into the basement feeling a little grieved, but then they see uh, their, the boy's father rise and he says that he's a good thing he had a steak-proof vest. With, and, <laughs> and, and, and tomato ketchup. Yeah. And, and so yeah. the family embrace and they live happily ever after. <laughs> no pickering to worry about. Uh, now they go on to the next song. And this is the one that Mike was referring to, where it deals with a little bit of funny nudity and animation, which I think was really cool. Well, I had a strip Well, I won't say too much, but this girl, this lady, comes up very nice. It's just a strip routine. And I'm not going to say anything more because it's not what you think. Okay. Uh, But it's the best strip routine I have ever seen. It's hilarious. Without being rude. Even kiddies can watch it if they don't mind horror movies. Yeah, of course, I love the um, bit of dialogue Vincent says in the scene. It's hilarious. No, uh, that, might, that might give it away. <laughs> anyway, the final part to the um, genealogist um, tree, the the picture that the um, author, author asks, is um, a, a woman, a human, or a human goal? Uh, this one is a, is a, concerns a, a, a creature who... Is a cross between a ghoul and a human, and they're called a human ghoul. Yes, see, um, according to um, Vincent, this is. Um, and they're pretty tame. They're pretty a mixture of a, both human and ghoul, you know. And they're pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so the story opens with a director who's trying to find a, lo- a creepy lo- village yeah, location for his movie. Yeah, and he gets more than he bargains for. He finds the creepiest one there. Accidentally, yeah. maybe on mm. purpose, I don't know. But he just, he just, he came off the motorway. And he saw this old crap, crappy old broken sign on the side of a road saying Lowville. <whistles> it looks like an old, 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 old sign, almost yeah. ready to die. The termites yeah. have eaten all up. And yeah, and it's mm. this very big mist or fog at the opening of it. And as you enter, it's like entering a new world. Oh, an old world. Or an old world. <laughs> the whole place is like. Decked up in darkness. Yeah, well, well, not yeah, darkness. Well, yeah, it's it's semi shade, uh, you know, like overcast, uh, no light getting in, not a lot. Uh, windows are boarded up. It looks like it's almost deserted when he first gets there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And there he meets some 
the inhabitants who are very hostile and very dangerous. And very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he then tries to hide it in a, a room and then one of the um, inhabitants is actually the human ghoul, as we said. Yeah, she's a nice girl. She's yeah. nice and she gives them um, a, a soup made of rabbit, I think. Yeah, she made it. It wasn't too bad. Also, yeah, if, if the ghouls actually made it, it would have been really horrible stuff. But she actually eats human-type food as well, so yeah. it was quite tasty. He offers, she offers mm. to help him to escape these guys. And the only way to get away is um, to... Well, the only place he could probably get away to is to a church. Yeah, a little old abandoned church, because they can't go on hallowed ground, obviously. Yeah, see, these guys, um, apart from the, they get their clothing and all and stuff and their food from... <laughs> The grapes. Well, no, well, actually, she said, oh, we get our stuff from the boxes. And then he doesn't know what that actually means initially. And then we find out that, yeah, the boxes were, they dig up the, they dug up the graves and they got the clothing and they ate the bodies in the, in the graves. Yeah. But they've run out of graves in the place there. So they lure mm. um, unexpected people into their facility. Unexpected film directors and producers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he escapes into the church and this is where he sees a skeleton there that I yeah, guess... Um, old minister, I'm so guessing priest, he may yeah. have died of, of uh, I guess, starvation, maybe? Probably starvation, maybe. Yeah. He, might have, he was writing in his little book there, but he could have been damaged or ill or... Yeah. I like to yeah. think he may have died of uh, either, you know, lack of food or lack of water, whatever. Probably. He'll have no food coming into him. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only place that's safe from the ghouls. Exactly. So, he he written a journal and it details the incident of how these creatures came to, an, yeah. to their t- yeah. small town. Yeah. Supposedly, I think one ghoul was seen hanging around the tombstones and the people there wanted to destroy it and he being a nice priest type guy or a minister or a pastor said no he's still one of God's creatures let's try to humanize him and whatever and blah 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 that didn't work yeah. and then he, soon his friends came <laughs> yeah. anyway um so our director he tries to help tries to get the girl and him to escape outside the and they're doing really 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 good aren't they yeah, they tr- tried. They finally get outside the fog area, and one of the um, and some of the inhabitants inside the fog use stones yeah. and rocks. Well, you know those old slings they used to like, like a, uh, David and Goliath stuff. Goliath and Goliath, yeah, David and Goliath type slingshot. Yeah, they put in there, swing around, and hurl a stone, hit her in the back of the head, and that didn't help. Uh, yeah. So she, he runs off down the road then, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he heads her there. back to the hmm. freeway. Yeah, freeway, and he waves down a police car. And they said they'll be glad to help him. But they then turn around and head back towards the, the village. village. And they said something about that they're doing an escort for their elders. For they, the elders. This is mentioned earlier where the, the elders are the yeah. um, people in charge of yeah. the little small yeah. town. And Politicians probably. No, no. <laughs> they arrive back <laughs> to the village and the um, ghouls were clawing at the window. And we see the yeah. policemen have ghoul teeth. Turn around and got pointy teeth. <laughs> and then we flash back to the Monster Club, where yeah. um, the vampire finally decides that he wants to make put the up, put the offer up yeah. for membership. And the, and the uh, manager of the club, Major D, says, "Oh, you can't. He's not a monster." And he says, "Well, yeah." And Finder says, "But human beings are more monstrous than we are." And he goes through our wars and the weapons we made and atomic bombs, and they're more monstrous than we are. They. they 
So they made him a token member, isn't that yeah, lovely? Yeah, so they then dance and they start playing the Monster Club song, yeah. which is a really awesome song. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did some good stuff here. Anyway, and then yeah. we cut to black. And the credits roll. Yeah, roll, roll, roll. Da, da, da. Anyway, now, yes, now what Sarah said before, um, Chris Lee was going to play Chetwin Hayes, a writer. He didn't want it. He didn't like the name, the title of the movie. How's that grab? He didn't like the title of the movie. Oh, he did like the name Monster Club. Well, yeah. It, yeah, he just didn't like it. Nah, it didn't sound right. And Peter Cushing probably felt the same. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. I gotta admit, I did like the Monster Club. It looks really like a club I would love to yeah, join. Yeah, nice, pretty old club. Now, um, there was a bit when I was going through that, a couple of in-jokes. Uh, there are no in-jokes relating to the Amicus Film Production Company. Now, the character of Linton Batoski is a film producer. Okay? And his name is an anagram of the real films producer, Milton uh, Sabatoski. Oh. So they've actually, they use his name and jiggle the letters around. Ah, clever. Uh -huh. uh, now, uh, Buster Tofke introduces a film called From Beyond the Tombstone and allusion to From Beyond the Grave, which that's, is on that's the movie. That's yeah. the, um, where yeah. the office, some of the stories yeah, yeah, came yeah. from. Yeah. And that was probably done as an ambicus movie, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cast includes Patrick McNee, Patrick McNee, uh, Patrick McGee, Britt Eklund and uh, Jeffrey Bailden, all who have appeared in an Amicus anthology film called Asylum. I heard that one. Yeah, that was done in uh, 1972. So they did lots of good groovy things. I mean, yeah, they... they but they, yeah. they, they could have made this one more serious or more uh, comedy-related, I yeah. don't know. But Yeah, this movie was mm. actually shot in... 24 days, so like yeah, less well, than a month. There wasn't much in, involved in it, really. Um, I mean, the club was a club. Mm. They would have had, they could have shot day or night. They wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. Had a street scene outside. The rest of it was just location shoots, I think. Yeah, well, the mm. street scene, I think, was done in actual studio, obviously, which is controlled. Oh, they, they made the club up in the, in, in, in the studio. Yeah, but yeah. I know yeah. the street scene at the opening scene was oh, actually that. a street scene. Oh, it might have been. It could have been a studio, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I mentioned about the, uh, the re, um, recording artist or whatever. Now, reception. I'll tell you something, yeah. Chetron Hayes, the real guy, mm -hmm. uh, was disappointed with the film. Uh-oh. Finding the humour silly, mm. disliking the script, and how his original stories were changed. He said only Ghoulsville, which was obviously Lowesville in that, the Whom Ghoul uh, story, was faithful. That was close. Oh, so it, the ending that, was that, much yeah, the same that, thing. Yeah, in that the book. was similar to his story. So, so the so vampire one and the shamrock were not the were same not, thing. Yeah, that oh, changed too much his original story, and he had the pop music in it. Well, oh. yeah. Um, he also thought that John Carradine was too old to play him. Um, I checked that. He's only thirteen years older. He wasn't thirty years older. Hello, get a grip. Um, yeah. Uh, and the movie was uh, a critical and commercial failure. So, like I said, it probably didn't make much at the box office. Mm. However, funny things, it's still available today on eBay and Amazon. You can get Blu-ray. It's been on Laserdisc. It's been on VHS. It's still being watched today. Yeah. Which goes to show that maybe it didn't get good to the theatre because people didn't appreciate it. Yeah, another thing yeah. about this mm. film, it opened in theatres on 
Vincent Price's seventh birthday. Seventieth. Seventieth yeah. birthday. Oh, yeah, lovely! That's Happy nice. birthday to Vinny. Happy birthday! But I think it's yeah. nice. I mean, yeah. the a gesture of um, you know the you know writing that putting that in that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, it is available. Um, so watch out if you do go looking for it. Mm. There will be VHS copies out there, being an old movie. And I saw a laser disc out there. It's not a DVD, it's a laser disc. Oh, here's something interesting oh, yeah. about the masks I should mention. Oh, goody. The story came about because the masks were commissioned at a short notice from Vic Dawes, who at the time yeah. was freelancing and also working as a milk processing plant. He was not a milkman. <laughs> He would, the factory. Meaning, yeah. in other words, that he had um, only such a short time of organising these masks. Meaning, he's no Tom Savini, guys. Hey, Tom. The good stuff, But buddy. I think it's not too bad. I mean, as long as you're wearing the masks and no one can... And it was tongue-in-cheek sort of stuff. It's just so, tongue-in-cheek, yeah, yeah. those paper masks. But the rest of the other... Uh, the, the segments with the yeah, short the stories. stories they had good ma- they, they had, had, good they had makeup. makeup on but when, in the club when, when you had all these people there you wouldn't have done all the people up makeup it would have been too expensive yeah. or too time and consuming considering so. most of the people had, were just ordinary <coughs> human beings either playing vampires or vamp ghouls yeah. or now, something I mean, a couple of them had, were okay like the, the little girl who the hat check girl at the club she had vampire teeth on and she was up look pretty yeah, good the same, pretty with, basic. Um, same with Wolfgang the um the waiter had the wine. Yeah, he, he was dressed up like a wine steward with fangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the other ones there dancing on the dance floor, they just had full head masks on. And they did look a little bit cheesy, but it was mm-hmm. a fun... Uh, it's a fun movie, not meant to be taken as seriously as one would think. So you, you put up that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, again, uh, I can't say too much about this. There's not much uh, stuff I can find to... Um, into the review so yeah. um, I thought it was pretty cool I mean yeah. it's my opinion I mean I like that it takes place in a monster club and the music is pretty awesome well, to listen to some of the music's good yeah. I mean I don't like I don't like the, st- st- the I weird don't sucking like, noise anyway, yeah, I, no he did it for that of a song but I, look, I don't like ridiculous music thrown in for no reason but they were in a club hmm. and the music broke the uh broke up the story. So he had a bit of music before the first story. They had a, a musical interlude between the first and second story. Yeah. They had a musical interlude between the second and yeah. third story. I could think of and a, some music at the end. I could think you, of a lot of not. other movies yeah. that yeah. did yeah. a bad um, choice in music scores and music and bringing yeah. in bands to fill in the... the give the movie a bit of more... Um, you know, well, back, you're you trying know. to get the teenage appeal too. And another point, see, the, those bands... In England, this was made in England when, uh-huh. when they released it. Um, the teenagers who listened to music would have liked the bands, they would have known the bands mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially pretty, the pretty things, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, I got here's the budget. I think I. Oh, you found budget. it, did you? It's about, let me see, 1.7 million. Okay. And your box office? No. No, no box no, office. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there but you go, I will tell you that um, Vincent Price was the second choice for the vampire, as okay. well I could say for John Carradine um, was the second choice for the author. So yeah. who knows um, who was the first choice? But I, I like I like yeah, how to put it. Well, actually, it could be the um, um, what's his name? Um, who? Kla- Klaus Kinski. 
Yeah, he he was offered um, one of the major roles, but I don't know yeah. which one. Yeah, we don't know whether it's that Vincent or John Carolina one of the stories. So mm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, what I'm gonna say is that yeah, I've always liked Vincent Price. He handles creepy. Yeah, he I handles like, drama. Mm. He handles comedy. Matt, he's a good all-round family yeah. entertainer. I certainly like his <laughs> expressions from his eyes or his mouth. Very expressive, yeah. Very expressive face. Yeah, yeah sometimes very mobile, I like yeah. his funny um, eyebrows. Funny eyebrows and his right. face, yeah. some his mm. mouth, you know, forming different expressions. It's the way so he could talk some of the muscle on his face to get some um, mileage. Yeah. Yeah. I found actually saying too much. He's, his face is a lot. Yeah, I like his yeah. when he, he. I like it when his eyes bulge out. That's hilarious. Yeah, what? Stare. Yeah. yeah, he just is. Yeah, I love or, him. Yeah, or I, I he, always have. He's my king of horror. Or yeah. when he's frowning, like you know, funny, or even looking a bit scared. That's my favorite moment. I like it when he looks scared in some movies. Or stunned or something. Or yeah. stunned, like, like in uh, the Pit and the Pendulum. Was it Pit and the Pendulum? He looked no, no. Um, Morella. Mm. Well, they thought he 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 was totally. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he looked really weird. Uh, it's great. He did a great job. Yeah, I like his expression. <laughs> My brain's gone. <laughs> I mean, I like it that that he works with um, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and let me see, John, because um, what's his name? Carradine. Carradine. Yeah. I like it that they all work together on certain film projects yeah. here and there. And later on, we're going to be doing another movie, that's another English movie, which has all... Five, five of them together. I mean, four. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. It's, um, we, we won't. Our next review will be another English star, or a movie with English, a lot of English stars in it. Yeah. Oh, four of them, sorry. Well, <laughs> That's it. I got the wrong. But the main lead is actually American. Yeah. Won't yeah. say who or not the movie is. You have to wait for the next installment. Yeah, yeah. so do you want to um, rate this now? Look. Seeing as I don't have anything okay. else to add. It was made on a cheap budget, but I think they did good with what they had. Storylines were good, blah 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 blah. Yeah, everything, everything was good about it. The only thing I'll take off, I'll take off one point because the masks in the club were a little bit cheesy. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'd go to a, uh, a theatrical supply place or yeah. Yeah, the masks yeah, look a like a novelty s- store and buy a mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do make me think of yeah. the cheap and nasty masks yeah. you get for Halloween. But they didn't have them back in those days, so someone had to make them. So mm. I'm going to give it nine. I, I, if the masks were a bit better, I might have got a bit better than that. But I'll but give it a nine. I don't think I really cared too much because I thought it was kind of cool that they had those in the in the club scenes. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Anyway, and how? What are you going to grade it? I'm going to grade it nine and a half out of ten. Okay, so nine and nine and a half. Look, it's a good fun. If you're looking for jump scares, it's not a slasher movie, okay? It is a horror comedy. And if okay? you're looking for humour, which is it, what it, we it, all need. There's a nice subtle humour. There's really good stuff there. It's But there's yeah. some seriousness in there yeah. as well. Yeah, like yeah, in the last story, it seemed very creepy, the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was pretty creepy, yeah. I think that's why they added humour at the beginning. Yeah. To lighten the um, light and then got a bit darker and deeper, and, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah like when we watch uh, Indiana Jones, where the first movie is adventurous and exciting, the second one is all is all dark, and then we go back to a bit of a lighter side to life, and then the fourth one. Well, I'll leave that up. Well, to well you. the Crystal Skull, bugger yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll leave that everything is going good until Crystal Skull. I mean, good standalone movie, but. Yeah. Indiana Jones was a serious archaeologist. Yeah, I'm not even sure what and, and the fifth crystal one's skull be like. is not a serious archaeological fact. Yeah. It's been proven. It shouldn't have been done. But 
but a good yeah. standalone movie. Don't get it's me wrong. One, I'm not sure what yeah. they're going to go for this time around. I, I'm hoping for something that will make improve on the story. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going to call Chris. Like I said, I um, I don't know how good this recording is going to be, guys. Our uh, the power supply and a mixing desk died, so I'm trying yeah. a uh, so we're going to try to a handheld recorder for this yeah, one. Yeah, and we may yeah. try to find a, a new power supply. Um, well, later I, I sent an email off just before we started recording. So yeah. um, so. Um, yeah. Okay, that's about it for us tonight. So, thanks for listening to our latest podcast, everyone. So, this is Sarah Stevenson and Marvel saying we'll see you guys for our next podcast. Bye for now. See you guys.